1: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, somebody smeared whipped cream on the Mona Lisa.
2: Tony Kornheiser, wow. It's been a long time since someone did that to me. I usually have All to right. pay people to do that. All
1: right, in the in the interest of full disclosure, you can't smear anything on the Mona Lisa because it's behind glass. Of course not. I've, I've course, stood in front of the Mona Lisa and very close in the Louvre I don't know, a half dozen times in my life at least. I'm sure you've done it at least a couple of times, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I have. And, and what strikes everybody about it is it's so much smaller small. than you think it's going to be. Very small. Oh, a yeah. small painting. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Warriors await the Celtics. The Lakers have a new head coach. And we've got a game seven in the NHL tonight. But we begin today with the Boston Celtics leading wire to wire over the Miami Heat last night in Game 7 in Miami. And although it got to be a one-basket game at the end, Jimmy Butler missed, and the Celtics won, and they will play in the NBA Finals against Golden State. Wilbon, of course you were there. What are your thoughts on how this game played out?
1: Tone, I got one takeaway from this game, and it's not. this is not like me. I mean, the Boston Celtics won the game. They're going to the finals. Why do we play? To to, to quote the great Herm Edwards, we play to win. win the game. Boston won the game, Tony, and they controlled the game the whole way through. But my one takeaway is Jimmy Butler. Are you kidding me? That was Jordan-esque what he did to do it in back-to-back games. And, Tony, when he lined up that three, and I know there's a great debate going on the day after, should he have tried to drive on Al Horford, maybe even get an and one but at least tie the game, or should he have taken that three? That three, he hit that three in that game. He hit that three in the previous game several times. That three from that spot. That's his spot. And he took it. And he lined it up with about 12 seconds left. And I swore it was going down. Swore it's going down, man. And it didn't. But if that shot goes down, it's one of the great, great back-to-back performances. It is anyway. In the history of the league, Tony, it's like wilt. He didn't come out for games. He didn't come off the floor. Yet the Boston Celtics won. They're to be applauded. They got a team that had failed and had heartbreak multiple times at this level, this point, the conference finals. And they got it done, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Al Horford. They got it done. So congratulations to them. But Jimmy Butler, man.
2: Yeah. So as you know, I thought Boston was going to win that game for two very specific reasons. One, that home court meant nothing in this series. I believe five different times the visiting team won. And two, because... Just a couple of weeks ago, Boston had gone in Game 6 to Milwaukee and won an elimination game, and they had that under their belts. Now, Miami did as well, obviously, in Game 6 here. It's interesting that you mention the Celtics and and what people were saying about the Celtics for about a week now, if not four years. They are saying they're in the process of choking. They get on the cusp of winning something, and then they lose. Nobody accused Miami of choking at all, even though Miami was the top seed in this particular thing. But the propaganda about Miami was that they were hurt, so they were overachieving. I thought Boston—I always thought Boston was—I like Miami. I thought Boston is a little bit better. And, I, you know, and I think that was sort of proven out. I agree, so I think they're a better they team. They won three yeah. games. Yeah, their last three games in Miami, they won, which to me is—I mean, I think it's remarkable that, that they did that. Mike, to me, Boston over the last 20 or 30, 35 games, I think is the number of the regular season. They were 28 and 7. Best I think Italy, they were the best team in basketball. They were. Yeah. They were. And then they go through three rounds of playoffs where you only face good teams. And they're 12 and 6. So they're 40 and 13 lately. They're a really, to me, they are a really good team. Not necessarily
1: a great team, not the flashiest team,
2: but a really good team.
1: But They're really good. And if you remember, I said to you, I didn't disagree when we texted back and forth, which we did a lot in this series. I told you, I didn't disagree with anything you said. I think they're more skilled. I think they're more talented. But, Tony, when they gave up game six in Boston on Friday night, to me it was because they weren't mentally as tough as Miami. Miami's That's, the toughest team in the right. league mentally. They're not as good, Tone. And I didn't think that Jimmy Butler or anybody in today's game, other than maybe Kevin Durant, could do a back-to-back like that, could come off that 47-point, whatever mm. it was, to do that again. And, three. Tony, he had the game on his fingers. If he Jimmy did, Butler it. does it's that, he's immortalized. No. No, and I, it, it was I, and I breaking, with that. But the I, Celtics tried to give it away, Tone. I know you have to admit that they no. tried to give that game away last night.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll, I think Boston has been very worthy all year. I mean, that's they have. that's yes. what I would say that Boston yes, for the second half of the year on, Boston has been a, an extremely worthy team. I got other we notes, can agree on that uh,
1: on there. We can agree on that out. worthiness tone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The Celtics now face the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Game one is Thursday night in San Francisco, and Vegas has the well-rested dubs as the faves. All right. You always know about the line and who's the favorite and who's the dog. Is that how you see this, Tom?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, they played twice this year and they split both those games. Um, Boston is a really good defensive club. I think you would agree they're bigger and thicker than Golden State. They're going to put Marcus Smart on Steph Curry. I know how great Steph Curry is. Marcus Smart's the defensive player of the year. He's pretty good at that. So we'll see how that works out. Um, You know, it's an offense versus defense series by and large. If it was football, I would tell you I would favor the defense. But it's basketball and it's a little different. I will also say this, though. There's not going to be any fatigue because it doesn't start until Thursday night. Boston will get over the exhaustion that they've had of two straight series that went to Game 7. And the older team, Golden State, because the finals are spaced out more, there's sometimes not just one day in between but two days of rest in between so they'll be all right days. so who yeah. so who do I favor who do I favor i have sentimental reasons for picking each team but if you ask me mike which is the best storyline i will tell you the best storyline to me is golden state winning because that counteracts all the stuff that's out there that golden state couldn't do anything without kevin durant cuz this would give them a championship before kevin durant and then a championship after Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant would have been an add-on for them. And the three people most responsible, three players, Curry and Thompson and Green and Steve Kerr, they would be the dynasty, Mike. And that, to me, is the better storyline.
1: Yeah. Well, and also, Tony, but the Boston Celtics have the best record against the Warriors in the Steve Kerr coaching era, which is interesting. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the Warriors should be the favorites. Uh, and I think home court can matter. I'm not saying it will matter enormously, but it can matter. It likely will matter, Tony. The offense versus defense is irresistible. And like you, you know I ride with defense when it's pro football or yeah. college football. Yeah. But I don't in pro basketball, cause especially when you got that that offensive team. But but listen, Boston matches up well, it seems to me, physically. But when you've got they do. a team with a they, – they do. But, Tony, this is a weird dynamic. Even though Golden State has won three times, they're anything but complacent, because they want to prove they that this group belongs among the all time all time greats. That's, they're hell bent on that fine. tone, and that's going to fuel that's them. Fine. And I think they should be the favorites. What
2: I'll say about Boston is this: they're seven and two on the road in these playoffs. That's outstanding. It is. It's just it outstanding. Is. There's a Game 7 in hockey tonight. Carolina will host yeah. the Rangers. Unlike basketball, this series has gone exactly according to home ice. Carolina and the Rangers are 3-0 at home, 0-3 on the road. Carolina is 7-0 at home in these playoffs. Wilbon, do you give the Hurricanes a
1: clear edge over the Rangers? Tony, I think I have to. I mean, they, 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 they smash people at home. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the goal differential... Home and road. If you look if you looked at the road splits first, you would say, How in the world is Carolina still in the playoffs? Because they can't be that much better at home. Oh, wait. They are so much better yeah. at home. And game yeah. seven is at home. And home, I don't I, I think the NBA playoffs matter more than the NHL playoffs home and road. I mean, it's not as big a split in the NHL as it is historically. In the NBA, but this is so lopsided. Yes, yes, and I know the Rangers have come back. They've come back in multiple series. I mean, you you know, yeah. you, you you talk about having some fortitude. The Rangers have some physical and mental toughness, and a goaltender who's been through it all. But yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with Carolina at home in these circumstances.
2: Yeah. So I'm rooting for the Rangers, and I've made it clear why I'm rooting for the Rangers. Because I think it's a cheap stunt that Carolina has pulled in trying to ban Ranger fans from getting well, into the arena. I'm sure it didn't at work at Raleigh. You know, and, and I think <laughs> if there's morality in the universe, there's good and evil that Carolina will lose. But I'm not a moron. I look at these numbers and Carolina yeah. needs to be favored. They're yeah. plus 17 in goals in the seven games that they've played at home and minus 16 on the road and they're at home. Yeah. Now their goalie got pulled from a game the other day, In and maybe six? that will affect him adversely. Man, but role? at home, Mike, at home, yeah. he's allowing less than a goal a game. Shesterkin was pulled by the Rangers, came back and beat the Penguins three times. So, you know, I, I don't have a clear-cut answer here, but all evidence points to that Carolina should be favored and win at home.
1: Yeah, it does. It
2: does. All right. Let's take a break. Coming up, the Lakers hired Darvin Ham as their new head coach. How should he feel
1: about the challenge in front of him? And should we favor Nadal or Djokovic in tomorrow's French Open quarter final?
2: So what I wanted to say before was I found it so hard to believe how terrible Miami was in games four and five and then won game six. I I, I, I could not wrap my arms around that order. Terrible. they
0: looked so bad physically. They looked like
1: Fred Sanford.
0: uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you, and it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com/pti. That's amazon.com/pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
2: It's mail time. You have issues. You want us to do something about them, so let me see what's first here.
1: Mail time! Tony, you're wearing white after Memorial Day. I'm sure it's not white, but close to white. Searsucker. It's Searsucker. 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 Right Memorial after Memorial
2: Day. Day. That's, your, yeah. that's the. Yeah. You're allowed to do that, right? How that's should right. Darvin Ham feel about the challenge in front of him as the Lakers' new coach?
1: Excited and proud and anxious. I mean, he should eat. You know, come on. I mean, he's never been a head coach. He's been an assistant coach. He's been on a great staff, Coach Budd, in a couple of places. He's earned it. He's put in his dues. And you and I know Darvin Ham from playing. And he was a guy who was astute. And he had to work to be in the league. He was not a star. He was not a diva. He was a worker bee, the kind of guy a coach wanted on his team. And multiple coaches wanted him. And now he's got to go out and he's got to deal with a roster that's old and underachieving. And I don't think that roster is any damn good. And I don't think they're just going to reconstitute quickly and put him out there again and win anything. I don't. But I root for Darvin Ham. He's one of the really good guys in this league for a long, long time.
2: Yeah, let's understand this. The Lakers stink, okay? Anthony Davis is always hurt. Russell Westbrook does not fit into this team. Not at all. Everybody else is either 45 years old or terrible or both. They have one player, LeBron James. And I'm not saying he's completely over the hill, but there's some mileage on LeBron James at this point. Darvin Ham is walking into something where they don't even keep coaches around for more than an hour and a half. Frank Vogel won the title, and they (laughs) fired him. So if if LeBron James sours on Darvin Ham, he's going to be out. As you say, he's never blown the whistle as an NBA head coach. If I was Darvin Ham, you know what I'd do? I'd trade LeBron James. I'd get him out of there because he blows hot and cold all the time.
1: Not going to have that kind of power, and they can't trade LeBron James, Tony. Can't and shouldn't. Who's more
2: likely to win tomorrow's French Open quarterfinal, Rafael Nadal or Novak Djokovic?
1: Well, Tony, you know, you, there's a million numbers, and and you know, I know the, the the youngsters have convinced you to now you know go crazy with numbers, but the fact is, these guys are even against each other over time, and you can look at numbers that say he was seven and two against him on clay during this period, but then this other guy, the other one has won seven of eight. You, you get all kinds of crazy stuff. Ultimately, they're like thirty and twenty-eight against each other. And you don't know. You don't know. They're both getting a little old. I think Djokovic probably has an edge. I think Nadal still coming back, still sort of playing his way into Nadal form. I wonder if as hard as Nadal is on his body during matches and during long tournaments yeah. where you got to sometimes go five sets, if, if he's up for that anymore, I'm rooting for Nadal, but I suspect Joker is going to be the guy who wins this quarter final, which is crazy.
2: So I want Nadal to win. I don't like Djokovic. I'm surprised at your analysis. I don't think this is going to be close. Djokovic is, at this point, a better player than Rafael Nadal, even on clay. He hasn't lost a set at this point. Nadal's going to be 36 years old on Friday, and he just had to go five with somebody. Some guy. He had to go five. Djokovic... Has everything going for him at the moment? Nadal yes. is already talking, Mike. If you read the quotes about this, could be the last time I ever play in France. He's looking at the end. Djokovic is not looking at the end at this point. He's not. Djokovic is a. You say you don't like numbers. Nadal is seven and two lifetime at the French against Djokovic, but but Djokovic's two are two out of the last two or last three. I, and Mike, yeah. Mike, Nadal hates playing at night. He only wants to play during the day on clay. He believes the ball is more lively. And it's night. He's setting him up. It's, not, it's a night match. Oh, So you think this is all subterfuge on the part yes. of Nadal? Because yes. I think Djokovic yes. should win. I don't want I him to. I think Djokovic should win. I think he, I think he has roll. an
1: advantage. I think this is going steam five. Roll. And Nadal is going to have that place rocking and rolling in his favor. His favor. Nadal. I'm right. rooting for Nadal. But-
2: enough email let's take one last break but still to come your boy tommy fam takes a fantasy football dispute with jock peterson into his own hands
1: i mean he, he went will smith what are we talking and were people too quick to praise the now struggling angels
0: Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
2: Happy time, people. Happy 57th birthday, Billy Donovan. I've watched Donovan's entire career going back to when he played at St. Agnes High School in Rockville Center on Long Island, where he was a great distance shooter. Rick Pitino, himself a Long Island boy, recruited Donovan to Providence, where he made the Final Four. Donovan played for the Knicks for a year, then went into coaching, beginning as an assistant to Patino at Kentucky. Donovan was fabulously successful at Florida, where he won back-to-back national championships in 2006 and 2007. He's a fine coach at Oklahoma City, and this year, led the Chicago Bulls to a strong sixth-place finish in the
1: Eastern Conference. Well, then I know you like Billy Donovan. Like him very much. Player development, Tony, one of the great things Donovan does. Al Horford, who's playing right now for a championship, played on that Florida team, and so did Joachim Noah, among others. For Billy Donovan, yes, like Billy Donovan a lot. Hope he has success, long success in Chicago with my Bulls.
2: Happy anniversary, Cal Ripken. On this day 40 years ago, Cal began the consecutive game streak that would break Lou Gehrig's all-time record and last for 2,632 games. Ripken played every game of his Hall of Fame career with the Baltimore Orioles, where he once played for his father, manager Cal Sr., and alongside his brother Billy. The most celebrated game Ripken played, number 2,131, that sent him past Gehrig, was attended by both Wilbon and me. If you want to gauge how long Ripken's streak is, the current active player closest to him is Whit Merrifield of the Royals at 515. Nothing. On a personal note, I've run into Cal a few times in recent years at golf courses.
1: He's always so happy to chat. You want to gauge how long it is? The day before. So 40 years ago yesterday, I covered, and Matt Kelleher looked it up for me, the doubleheader the Orioles played, in which Ripton played the first game, but not the second game, thereby starting the streak the next day. And I was not at that game. You know, Cal hadn't played one day before, Once again, Tony, let me repeat, 40 years ago yesterday. So I was at the day before Ripken's first, and I was at the streak breaker. How about that?
2: Yeah. Happy trails to Tommy Pham's three-game suspension. It ended yesterday, and the Cincinnati Reds outfielder is back in action after slapping Giants outfielder Jock Peterson last Friday in a dispute over, wait for it, fantasy football. Fam said he did it because Peterson disrespected Fam's teammates on the Pirates where Fam played last season. Peterson conceded he texted a to them, but said it was in jest. Invoking the now popular, he broke the code defense, Fam said Peterson broke the code. Fam said there was a lot of money at stake and accused Peterson of finagling with the injured reserve list in the league. Again, Fam smacked Peterson because of something that happened in fantasy football. Hello? Hello?
1: You know, where I grew up, you smack somebody, the next activity is rolling in the dirt and picking up whatever's nearby yeah. to crush somebody's skull. What the hell is going on from Hollywood to wherever Jock Peters? Are you kidding me? People could just just walk up and smack somebody now? Seriously?
2: It's about fantasy football, it's not even about baseball. It Let's even go to the big finish. Let's do it. Tim Anderson of the White Sox
1: strained his groin. He's headed for the IL. That's a big loss, right? Yes, Anderson's, an impor- Anderson's important to that team, and that team is still underachieving. I, sorry, I don't get it with them. Marcus Erickson won the Indy 500. You watched that, didn't you? Is that significant? I did.
2: I watched a lot of it. I wanted to see what happened to Jimmy Johnson. He got in a wreck at, at one point. But they had a restart real late for like three or four laps, something like that. It was very exciting really was. Watching that live is fun. The Phillies got swept by the Mets. They're now 10 and a half behind. But
1: Joe Girardi, your boy, says he's not concerned about his job. Should he be? I don't know. I, Joe Girardi's one of my guys, a Northwestern guy, so I'm on his side. I just don't want to have to hear about the Mets all summer and how they're a dynasty in the making. Sam Burns beat Scotty Scheffler in a playoff to win the Colonial. Your thoughts? He threw in a
2: putt from the fringe about 30 feet on the first yeah, playoff I hole.
1: I thought that was great fun. And I hope
2: yeah. we do hear about the Mets, that they're a dynasty in the making. I do The Angels have lost five straight,
1: nine and 12. Is uh, that cause for yeah. concern? Yeah, I thought they were already penciled into the playoffs by so many experts. Not so sp- fast, Sparky. The Angels appear ready to just be on a mini collapse. A mini collapse. Mini. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Doug and Vincent Allen, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow on Knuckleheads. Shout out to Northwestern softball. And ace Danielle Williams for making the College World Series, beating Arizona twice right here in the desert, Tony. The Wildcat women were great. Got to play Oklahoma now. Now here's Switzerland.